What is up, college football fans? It is Brennan, and beside me is my co-host, Brock, and we're here to bring you our 10th episode, so kind of a milestone for us hitting double digits. You know, it's a pretty, pretty big deal for us, you know? Yeah, 10 episodes yeah. down, hopefully ten. hopefully 10 more to go. Yeah, we're hoping <laughs> to hit a... <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But uh, Brock, Brock's Raiders won today, so, so we get happy Brock today. Big time. Yeah. There's so. no better feeling... No yeah, team, right. no team in the whole world can make me happier than when the Raiders. Raiders win a football game. Interesting. Yeah, so we get happy Brock today. I know you guys haven't experienced that yet, considering that the Raiders haven't won. But anyways, this episode we're gonna recap kind of what went down in a. It was week five, right? Week five. Week five. Week five. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. A lot of changes in the AP top twenty-five. We're gonna cover that, and then also kind of go over our our picks. For the games this weekend and see how we did. I know that I went three and two, and you went two and three. Cheeky so. little two and three, yeah. Yeah. So, so I took the dub this weekend on Brock. We're gonna start tracking, you know how yeah, we that's do. That's what with we should. We should have yeah. done that from the start. We'll keep a tally. Yeah, we should have done that from the start. But starting off hot, you know, with the with the quick win, with three picks for me, and uh, yeah, I think we're just gonna jump in to talk about this AP top twenty-five. Some notable changes. Bama jumps to one. After Georgia, they played a close one against Missouri on the road. Wasn't too impressed from what I saw from the Bulldogs, considering, you know, they've been pretty dominant all year. And uh, you could also make the case that, uh, you know, maybe Ohio State should jump Georgia as well. Maybe Ohio State should be at one as well. But, um, yeah, so Bama goes one, Georgia two, three through six. They just stay the same, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, USC. But then Oak State jumps two spots to seven after their win against Baylor this weekend, which is which was a big one for them because I think that was their first test of the season thus far. Ole Miss, they jumped five spots into the top ten after their big win to Kentucky at home this weekend. And Kentucky, they dropped a 13 after that loss. So, you know, some changes within the SEC. Um, NC State, they're down to 14 after their loss to Clemson. This weekend, and uh, eight teams from 15 to 24 lost this weekend. Big so, number. Yeah, big number. So, obviously, a lot of shuffling going around with with that with that huge number. Wake Forest they jumped seven spots and entered the top 15 after a big win, big road win against Florida State this weekend. And Washington they're down to 21 after their loss against UCLA. But uh, some new teams that um, made the rankings, TCU, they enter after their blowout win against Oklahoma. Very impressive. Very impressive. You know, happy to see them back back in the top 25. I know that they used to be a, a really good program. Back in the Mountain West, yeah. When yeah, they, back in the, when the Mountain West. West, they were always, you know, in the top 25, yeah. even creeping towards that top 10. So it's good yeah. to see TCU back up there. And it's good to see them, you know, up to 17. Like from not even being in the top twenty five, you know, it's a pretty big jump. Yeah, and they could they could make a make a run the rest of the way. Yep. You know, they look they look very good against Oklahoma. Yep. Team I was really high on. Yeah. And uh UCLA, they jump in the rankings as well at eighteen. So another big jump. They're they starting off five and zero after we kinda saw a little bit of a shaky start, only won by three against South Alabama at home. But you know, a huge statement win on Friday against what we thought was a really good Washington team with Michael Penix Jr. I still think they're a good. Yeah. I think Washington's still a good football team. Yeah, and a lot of yeah, and AP definitely respects Washington as well. You know, with that loss, they uh, they only dropped to twenty one. Yeah, I just think I think UCLA did a lot of a lot of good on Friday. Yeah, and you know Washington was just a little too little too late. Yeah. So uh, and Kansas, they finally get the respect that they deserve, in um, you know jumping to nineteen. I think it was the first time they've been in the rankings since what 2009? 2009. And game day going their so, way. Yeah, so game day will be going to uh, Kansas next week when they play a uh, TCU. That'll be a fun one. That should be a fun one. I know that there was a lot of noise on Twitter. You know, Kansas tweeting out, tweeting like, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like we want to see game day this weekend. So I'm hyped. I'm I'm really excited to see them get the national attention that they deserve. Yeah, this was a this was a really good poll. I had a I had a lot of good things to say about this poll. Yeah, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Okay, yeah, Syracuse, yeah. Keep, going, keep going. Keep going. Syracuse jumps to 22 after their win. Mississippi State, they're in at 23. Cincinnati's at 24. They were a playoff team last year. Yes, sir. And uh, LSU at 25, which is pretty controversial considering that they're, uh, 
you know, maybe maybe Florida State should be a 25, considering that their only loss is to a really good Wake Forest team, and LSU is ahead of them, even though that they lost to Florida State earlier this year. I think there's a trend with that specific pattern. Uh, it seems like teams that lost week one aren't really getting punished yeah. that much because, you know, it's what, that's four weeks ago now? Yeah. You know, we saw it with, you know, we were talking about it earlier with Kentucky and NC State. You know, Kentucky's has a better win than Utah and Oregon, and yet they're, you know, sitting behind those two teams. And I think, you know, the AP voters are valuing winning four straight yeah. over losing week one games. So that's interesting to see. I also thought it was interesting that Clemson didn't move. Yeah. I thought they would go up. You know, they want a top seen, ten battle. Yeah, we haven't seen a Ohio State or Michigan really play anyone yet, right? Yeah, well, they beat Wake Forest last week. Wake Forest at 15 now, and then they beat NC State this week. Yeah. So I don't know why Clemson isn't moving. They didn't up. even budge. Yeah, they should They should be at least at four. But I, I think you could make the argument that they should be at three, too. Ahead of Georgia or something? Yeah. Ahead of Ohio State. Well, they got two top 15 wins. So yeah. I don't think any other team in the nation can say that. So I, I think, think the AP is really hard on Clemson yeah. right now. Same with Ohio State. I feel like Ohio State could kind of, you know, you can make the argument that maybe they should be a one or two. Ohio State's taking care of business, which is, I think is what you want to see. I think the thing that sucks with Ohio State is, you know, their best win was Notre Dame, who's, you know, Pretty average. Pretty bad now. <laughs> so I think that's the, like, unfortunately, they scheduled that top five matchup with the intention of Notre Dame being good. And, you know, if, say Notre Dame's 4-1, and one, they're probably still a top 15 team. And Ohio State gets a lot more respect. So that's an interesting little dynamic as well. Yeah, and kind of going back to that LSU versus Florida State, you know, maybe a little SEC bias plays into, you know, LSU being the one who's in the top 25 instead of a Florida State team who beat them earlier this year. I can see that. I think I think it also just comes down to the AP not wanting to leave a Florida State team in who lost at home compared to an LSU team who lost on a neutral site week one. I think those things are starting to matter a little bit more now. I think, you know, timing of your losses is going to kind of start playing to the advantage of certain teams. So teams that lost early are now starting to, you know, pack up that resume a little bit more. So I think you're going to see a lot of teams be lower than other teams. Like, what was it? Oh, Baylor dropped out. Never mind. I was going to bring up Baylor and BYU. but um, So, yeah, I think it just depends on the timing of the loss now. But we're getting closer and closer to college football playoff rankings. So Yeah, I'm, I'm excited not, for that. I'm not losing too much sleep over this. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are freaking out about, you know, a poll that doesn't really, really matter specifically, you know. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a baseline. It's been a baseline. I think this is probably the most correct it's been, though. I yeah, think I, is, I really like this poll. I think this is probably, like, the closest it's been to the potential top 25 teams in the nation. And I think it's, you know, it's getting easier to vote because you have more and more games to, to judge a team on. Yeah. So I think it's I think it should only get better until we get, you know, college football playoff rankings. But I thought this was pretty solid, you know. It's interesting to see kind of – how, you know, especially for Utah, how they really haven't moved, being that one-loss team, but they are the highest one-loss team. So, like, I have no complaints with the 10 teams that are ahead of them because they're all undefeated, they're all undefeated yeah. you know. So I, I respect that decision. Do I think they're better than some of the teams above them? Yes, but, you know, they don't have the losses, which I respect. Yeah, and same with Oregon. You know, you can make the same case for them. They look like a really good one-loss team, and I think that they're ahead of Kentucky just because, you know, they've won – four in a row and they've looked really good um through these past four weeks and if you kind of look down that line from 11 to 16 you know those are five teams that are all or what six teams six teams that are all one loss ahead of you know five and otcu five and ucla five and kansas so i think that's kind of an interesting little dynamic there so strength of schedule strength of schedule probably wins um i know wake forest's loss came by six to Clemson. And then, you know, NC State lost that close one to Clemson on the road. You know, Kentucky lost that close one to Ole Miss. Oregon, we don't have to talk about that one. <laughs> that was a pretty bad one. But, yeah, I think it just kind of depends on that. Uh, 
I think the team I was most interested in to see kind of what that drop would look like was Washington. Yeah, me too. Because I, I saw a possibility where Washington drops out, but I also saw a possibility where they stay, you know, in that 20 range, which, you know, they got them right at 21. So I think that's interesting. Good to see that from the AP. And then, you know, couple SEC teams dropped out. They're like, how can we replace those? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, who's With the next? SEC teams. I'd say, who's the next two best uh, SEC teams? Let's yeah. throw them in. So, yeah. yeah, I think you make a good point, though, about LSU. Uh, I think as a Florida State fan, I'd be pretty upset. But at the same point, I think a week one loss carries value, but it doesn't carry as much value going into week yeah. six. And so. it was a close game. It was a game that, you know, LSU had a chance to win yeah, for they sure. Threw, they threw it away for sure. Yeah. So. so seven teams dropped out this yeah. weekend. One yeah, being Baylor, obviously their loss to Oklahoma State, which, uh, you know, resulted in Oak State drop or jumping up to uh, number seven. Um, A&M, they lost to Mississippi State, kind of a weird team this year. We've seen a lot of ups and downs for Jimbo and his squad thus far. And uh, Oklahoma, they got worked by uh, TCU. And that was a, that was a pretty dirty game, you know? I don't think those Oklahoma and Texas teams really like each other. Yeah, that hit on Dylan Gabriel, man. Yeah. I, I, mean, I hate to see that. Yeah, you hate to see that. And uh, obviously the fight breaks out. After that, we'll kind of dive into the games later. Arkansas, their loss to Bama, you know, kind of understandable. But uh, they kind of got they got beat down as well. Yeah, I think it's the loss to A&M that hurts them more. Yeah. I think if, if they beat A&M and lose to Alabama, they're still probably a top 15 team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that A&M loss really hurt him. Yeah. So I mean, Bama, it's, it's understandable. Yeah. Somewhat. No, yeah. yeah. Even knowing you're at home, like, you can sneak away with a loss to Bama. Yeah. So, yeah, Syracuse in there. I feel like Syracuse isn't a team you see a whole lot in the in the top 25. That's pretty so. cool. You know, 5-0. and oh. So good on Gotta them. Got to give them the respect that they deserve. And, like, I know I a lot of people won't agree with this, but I always will value winning over losing which you should. But so strength of schedule. I think so strength value, of schedule matters. Yeah. But like if you're 5 and 0, I think you should be higher than than certain f- one-loss teams. So you would have Syracuse above maybe like a Kansas State who's 4 and 1 and they're who's it one loss to? Who'd they lose to. Was it like Kansas Toledo? State lost to Tulane. Tulane, that's right. So like we're saying that Kansas State's a better team right now than Syracuse because Kansas State lost to Tulane and Syracuse hasn't really played anybody. That's kind of what that's kind of what I'm gonna go with with that. Yeah, is I think you know Syracuse. I think you can take Syracuse and package them with Kansas, UCLA, and TCU, and like slide them up like four spots. Yeah, like all together. Yeah. So I don't know, and like it will all work itself self out in the end. So that's why I'm not really like stressing about it because you know we could see well we're gonna see one of Kansas and TCU lose this week. You know UCLA could lose, and then Syracuse could lose, and then like. The conversation really doesn't matter anymore, you know yeah. what I mean? But a lot of shuffling. I just think like I understand certain teams can't make egregious jumps, but I think that the AP needs to value a five and O team more than a four and one team. Okay. So especially like a team team. especially a team like Oregon. You know, like their loss was forty nine to three. Yes, was it to the second best team in the country? Yes, but that's a bad loss in my opinion. So But it's like first game of the year, you know? Yeah, but it's, you know. Kind of got to give them a, a little bit of the pass, you know. I think you give them a little bit of the pass when it comes college football playoff ranking time. But I think AP, like this early in the AP, I just don't think you can give it to them. Yeah, I think that they, if Oregon, if they maybe scored like two or three touchdowns, made it somewhat close, only lose by like maybe three touchdowns, a couple possessions, then maybe they make the case that they should be ahead of Utah. You know, maybe the top one-loss team, considering, you know, Utah's one loss is to Florida, who's unranked right now, and Oregon's one loss is to uh, is to Georgia, who's second in the country. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I think it goes both ways because you know if you talk about if Oregon beats Georgia, they're probably a top three team in the country right now. But it's like they lost to Georgia and they're only at twelve, so it seems like a win win for Oregon. And like I think honestly, I think same with Utah. I think Utah should be punished the same way because you know. If Utah beats Florida, they're a top five team in the nation. Yeah. But since they lost to Florida and they're still at 11, I don't know. I just, that's why I just don't value the AP poll at all. And I just can't wait for the college football playoff rankings because yeah. they really take the whole resume into perspective. And, 
you really get a, be- a good idea of the top 25. Teams. And it's the one that matters. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's kind of, I don't know. They've kind of made the AP poll irrelevant, which is why I think that the college football playoff ranking should come out sooner. But yeah, we're stuck with this. This garbage. Yeah, this garbage for so. another. But this is weeks. this is the most correct AP top twenty five poll yeah. we've had in a while, which is kind of what you expect. Yeah, the, exactly, yeah. exactly. There's so more games kind of gauge, you know, where a team should be. But I mean, Minnesota, they also drop out with their loss to Purdue, Florida State lost to Wake Forest. We talked about them as well. Um, Pitt lost to Georgia Tech, so they also dropped out. Seven total teams dropping out of this AP top twenty five. It's kind of what you expect when eight of them lose from the 15 to 24 so yeah it was a pretty crazy week with a lot of a lot of upsets a lot of shuffling the first of five big games that we're going to talk about that occurred this weekend is um kentucky number seven kentucky going at ole miss ole miss got the win 22 to 19 but the real question is did ole miss beat kentucky this weekend or did kentucky beat kentucky this weekend considering all the all the mistakes you know that kentucky made during this game you can argue both ways you know i think kentucky made their fair share of mistakes but you know i think a good team has to capitalize them on capitalize on them too and i think Ole Miss did but i actually have the list of all their miscues from this week so for kentucky you have a missed field goal a missed extra point a safety on an intentional grounding another mixed extra point a will levis fumble an illegal motion penalty um, that they scored the touchdown yeah, on. That would have been the game-winning touchdown. And then the Levis fumble. So yeah, that's pretty brutal right there. I think and, it's safe to say that Kentucky beat Kentucky this weekend. Oh, yeah. Like, they should have won this game. If you just talk about field goals alone, or like extra points and field goals, you know, that's five points left off the table. You know, that wins you the game, 24-22. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Kentucky's probably kicking themselves. You know, that's a game that they probably threw away which is really, really unfortunate because they, they were looking solid, you know. I, I know uh, Ole Miss had, had a good start, and they, they went up 14, right? Yeah. And then Kentucky kind of powered back into it. So, yeah, yeah I, think it's, I think it's a tough one to take. But, man, I'm, I'm so impressed with Will Levis still. Yeah. You know, there's, a, there's a play in the – it was early first quarter when um, he dropped back, and he, like, barely, like, flicked his wrist. He kind of just, like – little flick of his wrist, and the ball went like 60 yards. I'm like, holy cow. That's yeah, he's, insane. He's got some arm strength for sure. Oh, yeah. And I think they were they were saying uh, Todd McShay had him as like QB3 in next draft. Mm-hmm. I think that's completely fair too. I think he's probably the best of, of you know, because obviously it's going to be, you know, CJ and, and Bryce. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be – I would not be surprised to see Will Levis go, go three. You think he's that third guy? I think so, yeah. I think – you know, I think he's got the arm strength, and I think he's got, he's got what it takes to be an NFL QB. Yeah, and you know, he does look like an NFL QB. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it looks similar to Sam Hartman as well. Yeah, I, I think, think those are two guys that I've been really impressed with this yeah. year. So put up some good numbers: eighteen for twenty-four, uh, two hundred twenty yards, two touchdowns. I mean, no interceptions, but I mean, he did have the two fumbles that kind of led them to lose the game. Um, but you know, there's a lot of other miscues, and you can't really discredit. Ole Miss, I think this is a great win to start off conference play. You know, like what I was seeing from Jackson Dart. I mean, he's 15 for 29, um, 213 yards with one interception. I, I would like to see, you know, maybe some more efficiency from him. Yeah, I think we know thing, that he's capable. Yeah, oh, Jackson Dart is more than capable. I think the thing with Jackson is I think he's still learning a little bit, you know. I think in uh, in high school at least and maybe even early in his SC career, he was kind of tasked with – being like the guy and like he like the team depended on him to make all the plays but like he's got the talent around him that he's just got to get the ball to where it needs to be you know i don't think he's at the point in his career where he can single-handedly take over games and like win them by himself so i think it's great that he's got a lot of great pieces around him you know he's got those two great running backs you know judkins took one to the house you know that was like that was a big one and you know zach evans is a great running back and his receivers help him out a lot too. So I think Jackson Dart needs to focus on kind of getting the ball to where it needs to be. And then maybe, you know, next year into his, you know, let's see, well, he'll be a, he'll be a sophomore. He's a sophomore this year. So into his junior, senior year, I think that's when he can start to take the team over and carry him by himself. But, you know, he's doing a great job right now. 
I think the only yeah, I think the only mistake he really had was that pick. So yeah. I think he was solid. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I would like to see, you know, they came out of the gates firing, but I want to see them, you know, kind of continue that throughout the entire game. They scored two touchdowns in the first quarter, didn't score any more touchdowns the rest of the game. You know, no one scored in the fourth quarter. But yeah, I was like, I was liking what I was seeing. You know, starting conference play, they'll kind of work those kinks out, and they definitely have the schedule to be able to, you know, make a playoff case. They got they got Bama down the road, you know, at Arkansas as well, Mississippi State. So, and a, and a big one against LSU in a couple of weeks as well. Yeah. So, Ole Miss is is in that tier, and I'd say I'd say Kentucky's still in that tier as well. I think they're in that tier of, you know, Alabama, Georgia's, you know, one A, one B. You know, you can pick your poison with them. And then I think the next three SEC teams are probably it's probably Kentucky, Ole Miss, and then Tennessee. Tennessee. So yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I think that they're in a great position. You know, it's a big win. It's something they can build on. You know, we talked about how Lane Kiffin was kind of he was worried with his or he seemed worried with his team because they were young. But this is kind of this kind of game that can you know get rid of all those kinks and get the young guys up to speed to where they yeah. need to be. So this is a good win for, for Ole Miss. And we'll see if they can continue it going because, you know, if they keep going, it might just be, you know, them and Ole Miss in that next tier, and then they can challenge, you know, the big dogs. Well, we did see some weakness from Georgia this weekend. So yeah. they could be knocking on the door. Yeah, and, you, you know. One of, those, one of those top dogs, 1A, 1B. So they don't, they, they don't have Georgia, but they do got Alabama, and they got Alabama at home. Yeah. So, and I know Ole Miss has caused Bama problems. Yeah. In the past, so that could I would be like, I would like to see Ole Miss undefeated at that point. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, we'll see a top five matchup. Top five matchup. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a good one. So. And yeah. I don't think if you're a Kentucky fan, I don't think you should be worried at all. You know. Obviously, yeah. you're kicking yourself for that loss, but you know you'll work those kinks out. Still got the schedule to be able to. You know, I mean, if they come out as a one-loss team, they're still in the playoff hunt for sure. Yeah, and losing a game in early October is a lot different than losing a game in late November. So this is a game that they can really, you know, look back on and be like, you know, we, we kind of hurt ourselves in that game. We can't have that happen if we want to be successful down the line. So I think they can take a lot from this game. And I, want, I don't want to say they won't be disappointed because they will, but I think the spirits are still pretty high in yeah. Kentucky because, you yeah. know, they, they know that they – they know what they got to do to win football games, and they've proven it already with the win over Florida in the Swamp and, you know, the way that they played it this week as well. Dude, they really should have won that game. Like, yeah. it actually hurts. Like, I can feel Kentucky fans' pain being a Utah fan where it's like we walked out of the Swamp, like, feeling like we should have won that game as well. But, I mean, they got Tennessee a couple weeks, you know, on the road. They've it's been road tested before. I'm they got really brutal. Excited. They got yeah. a brutal road schedule. They, yeah, they got a brutal road schedule. And then second to last week in November, they got they got Georgia at home. So oh, okay. Thank goodness games. Georgia yeah. plays them at home. Yeah. They had to go away to Georgia too. You might as well just So with that SEC schedule, they they're gonna get the chance to be able to prove themselves. Oh yeah. And I, I would not count this team out. I think that Kentucky is still I see them as a top ten team still, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, like when you got Will Levis, like you're gonna win a lot of football games. You know, Will Levis is that guy that can that can win you football games. You know, we saw it down in, in the swamp. He single handedly won that football game for that. And the team. defense. Their defense is good their, too. Their front seven is really good, you know. Yeah. They don't get the credit that they deserve, but they're still really solid and yeah, I, I really like I am a big fan of Kentucky. You know, I think I think they're gonna surprise some teams yeah. towards the end of the year. Yeah, me so, too. And I, to think that I keep these, an eye on them. Yeah. And to think that these two tough games that they had were bo- both on the road. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm excited to see when the, when they got they got South Carolina next week at home. And then following that will be a top 25 matchup against Mississippi State. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's some good ones down so, the line. So plenty of opportunities to, yeah. you know, prove himself. Bama making the trip out to Fayetteville, taking care of business against the Razorbacks. They won 49-26. to Bryce Young got hurt, but, you know, it didn't really seem to slow things down. For the Crimson Tide, I think Jalen Mil- Milrow, he came in as a backup. And, yeah, they just they made uh, Arkansas look very average. And I know that you, uh, you actually picked Arkansas to win this game. So I kind of want to get your personal reaction, you know, to this game, considering, you know, you, you picked Arkansas to upset. Yeah, you know, I thought, I thought Arkansas would bounce back a little bit. 
from the week before. You know, tough loss to A&M, but it looks like that A&M loss wasn't no fluke. You know, they're just they're just an okay football team, you know. Nothing too special, you know. Which is unfortunate cuz you know, I'm a big fan of KJ Jefferson. So, and you already know how much I like Raheem Rocket Sanders as well. Yeah. Or Saunders, so. Naming your first your firstborn. First child name. Rocket. So, yeah. no yeah. Rocket. You know, Alabama I I know better too, you know. To, to bet against Alabama, you just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, you just don't bet against them. So, uh, yeah, you'll see me picking Alabama the rest of the way. <laughs> doesn't matter who they're playing, I'm picking Alabama. I'm actually so. surprised that you showed up for today's episode, you know. Oh, yeah, it's, you know. Because you said last week you are like, yeah, if uh, when Bama wins big, then you're going to have to do a solo episode. So, See, like 23 isn't too bad, you know. I'm okay with that. Yeah. They but, barely... I mean, Bama's on their backup quarterback, did and they... you're at home. Did they barely cover, or did they? Uh... I think it. What was the line? Wasn't it 17 and a half? Let me check. So they covered by six, I think. I want to say it was 17 and a half. I don't know what that line was. but Of course they covered, dude. And it's kind of scary to see Bryce Young go down like that. I, yeah, I hope Bryce He got Bryce tackled, okay. you know, fell on his throwing shoulder. I think it was at the second or third quarter. It was yeah. relatively early. They were, they, were already up, they were already up big. Yeah, they were already up big. But it was like 21-0, I mean, wasn't it? Still pretty scary and frustrating for a fan base, you know. And I, I know that... Bryce Young showed his frustration as well, threw his helmet down, heading to the locker room. Yeah, and like you never like to see players go down, but for Alabama, it's like, what? Who's the who's the five star behind him? You know, yeah. <laughs> and like, I didn't think Milrow had to do a lot, but I think he was good when he was out there. You know, I think they let they uh, kind of depended on Jameer Gibbs to kind of carry the load, and you know he did. So I don't know, business as usual for Alabama. I think if they put up this many points. All season, you know, Bama is going to – they're going to have no problem running the table and winning the national championship because, I mean, kind of the storyline is that defense with Will Anderson. So, you know, if they're putting up 49, 50-plus points, this is going to be a scary team for the rest of the season. No, yeah. So, and it's it's crazy, too, to to see them be able to get it done Uh, either way, you know. When Bryce Young is throwing the ball – the way he is, you know, they can they can beat you that way. Or, you know, Bryce Young went out of the game. They kind of had to lean on the backup QB, and they just ran the ball all over Arkansas. So that's what's scary about it is, you know, they can, my God, 317 yards on the ground. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. A lot dude. of weapons, so, dude. Yeah, like oh, quarterback that's... goes down. They just 42 carries, 317 yards, five touchdowns. Bryce Young plays. You know, he's going to throw – He's going to throw for 500 yards, four or five touchdowns. So, yeah, yeah Alabama can get it done the other way. You know, I, th- I thought we'd see a little bit more fight out of Arkansas. So I'm pretty disappointed with how they looked. But, you know. It makes me, like, think back to week two. It's like that yeah. must have been a different team. Yeah. I Only mean, putting up 20 points on Texas, who, I mean, Texas isn't as good as we thought as yeah. well with the Big 12 struggles. I don't know. It was it was a big statement win for Bama. They're like, we're back. We can compete. We can compete on the road against elite teams. And, yeah, they just did what they do. Yeah, and, you know, it's the Alabama way, you know. So when you get a chance like Texas did, you have to take it. Because if, if you don't beat Alabama when they're off on the day, then it's going to be tough to beat them. And they're going to so. get road tested the rest of the season. I'm looking down at Alabama's schedule. They got Tennessee on the road in two weeks. Who looks really good, Hendon Hooker. I'm just gonna say now I'm yeah. picking Bama over Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for the rest of the year, for the yeah, what are the, the big games? games what are the big games got, you got? They got LSU on the road as well. Yeah, I got and Bama I mean, in that one as well. Yeah, he's got Bama for that one. Who else they got? They got Ole, Ole Miss. Yeah, I got Bama over Ole Miss as well. Yeah, so I think you're taking the safe picks from now on. Yeah, I'm and gonna I forgot take... to mention we both picked Kentucky as well, so you're 0 and 2. Yeah, I'm over 2 right now, and I'm 1 and 1. So 1 for 2, thus far. Through a, through five games. I don't know. I, I wasn't I wasn't very convinced with Alabama going into this game, and that's why I thought that they had a, that Arkansas had a chance. So I don't know. I know better than to bet against Alabama. I won't do it the rest of the season. Yeah. You know. And uh, Alabama's winning every single game that we predict. They probably listed or they probably listened into the pod. Yeah. That's yeah. what fired them up. Yeah. Will. So we Will can take Anderson. credit. You can honestly take credit for that Bama win. Yeah. Will Anderson was uh, was listening and he was he yeah, was we, upset. <laughs> we looked at the analytics. We saw a little. You know, a little Alabama. A little spike in, little spike in, in Alabama, Alabama, Alabama territory. So. But for Arkansas, I mean, you got two big weeks ahead of you. You know, how do you bounce back after, you know, two heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching losses? 
with Texas A&M and Alabama. They got Mississippi State next week on the road, and then they got to travel to Provo, you know, play a pretty good BYU team that, that seems to perform at home as well. Yeah, I think they just need to get back to, you know, doing what they do best. And I, th- I think this team revolves around K.J. Jefferson. And, like, they have the receivers to do it. You know, Jaden Hasselwood was the Oklahoma transfer. Uh, he's really talented. And then, you know, Rocket Sanders. Rocket Sanders actually had a pretty good game. You know, 22 yeah, like, for 100 and a tutty. So they just have to they have to get the ball into the, their best player's hands and, and you know, let them, let them win, win your football game. So we'll see that next week. Yeah, they're going to have to because that defense could be tested again with the air raid Mississippi State offense. And who knows? I mean, so. they get a win against Mississippi State, get a lot of that confidence back, maybe jump back in the rankings as well, you know, depending on how how things play out in other games. Yeah, I think the unfortunate thing for Arizona is or Arkansas, wow. Oh, wow. Is um, they're probably done for this year when it comes to competing for the conference. Yeah. Because you really can't lose two games and – and go to an SEC championship, you know. One is, like, the minimum. And, you know, already down two games back-to-back, especially in the division that they're in. They're actually sitting bottom of that division right now. Uh-huh. So It's a tough division. Yeah, you know. I think I think earlier we were talking about how good the SEC East was this year. And then it seems like two weeks later it's just back to the SEC West. Alabama, LSU back in the rankings. Ole Miss with their big win against Kentucky. Mississippi Mississippi State State is in the rankings. You know, I think Auburn won last week as well. So, and then I mean A and M also look good as well. So yeah, yeah, that's that's a competitive, competitive league for sure. Yeah. So Arkansas is you know, they're just trying to maybe sneak back into like a New Year's Six. I think it's gonna be a little bit too difficult though because they'd have to win out. So, yeah, yeah, that's the brutal part about playing in the SEC is your season can be ended very quickly. Uh-huh. And two back-to-back losses probably ends Arkansas' season. They were they were top they were tenth in the country yeah. when they played A and M. They were ten two weeks ago, and now they're not even ranked. So it's crazy what two weeks in the SEC, you know, could do for you starting off one and two going into conference play. And see, like we can also look at it the opposite. If they beat Mississippi State and they beat BYU, they could be a top fifteen team again. Yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It, you know, it comes and goes, but I think the SEC is gone, so they're just going to be looking to, to try to sneak into like a New Year's Six or get a good bowl game for them. Yeah. 2021 Big 12 championship rematch, and uh, Oklahoma State, they went to they went at Baylor 136-25, to so they did get their revenge. Spencer Sanders played pretty well. Blake Shapin played pretty well as, as well. Um, I think we, we both picked Baylor to win this game. So you're starting off 0-3, pretty rough. Rough start to these five games we're going to be talking about. Yeah, and I think this was the one I was most, not like excited, but most like okay with being proved wrong. Yeah. Because I think Oklahoma State, there was so many questions kind of going into this game because their, their schedule was it was okay. And they obviously had that, that weird one against Central Michigan where, you know, they give a lot of points and, we kind of wondered, you know, maybe this Oklahoma State team is a little, little overrated, but you know, they went into to Waco and they got the job they done. Got the job done, and maybe it's, you know, was Baylor a little bit overhyped as well? Yeah, it's it's weird where these Big Twelve teams currently are because you look at the standings and the two teams leading are uh, Kansas and Kansas State two and zero. So it's like the Big Twelve is kind of weird this year. You know, Oklahoma. You know, last week I said. I said Texas and Oklahoma are the two best teams in the conference, and then Oklahoma decides to get blown out by 40 or 30 or whatever. And yeah. So I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how the Big 12 shakes out because I think we're kind of in uncharted territory. Like I would say there's there's arguably f- five teams that could win it, maybe. Yeah. You know, you know Kansas, Kansas State are definitely in the running. Oklahoma State's right up there. You know, TCU's in there. Baylor's probably still in there, and I I could make the argument for Texas that they still might be in there. You know, one and one is is very much overcomable, and I don't know. And then Oklahoma's probably they're probably out of it. What I just a word, overcomable. I like that. Yeah, that's I don't even know if that's a word. I don't know if that's so, a word, dude. They should add that. They should add that. Not because so, that's that's a good word. Yeah, but this Big Twelve is getting more and more interesting by the day. Yeah. So. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Kansas. That's just been the story so far this year. No, I'd yeah. like to see them do good. Yeah, until TCU beats them by 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, nah, that's not a prediction. But, um, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, don't hold me to that one. But. Yeah, no, Kansas is definitely going to win because you said that. But no, yeah, so I don't like. I want to say Oklahoma State is is the team to beat in the conference, but that could change by next week. You know, yeah. they could get blown out by by the team they had next. But man, they uh, they were solid. You know, they went into yeah. Waco and they got, they got the job done. You know, Spencer Saunders or Spencer Sanders wasn't amazing, yeah. but you know, he got the job done. It's pretty efficient. I mean, twenty for twenty nine. It's not yeah. terrible. It's not great. Led the team in rushing yards. You know, it's yeah. something you never want to see, but. <laughs> yeah, usually you want a running back doing that, but you know, two two rushers over seventy yards is solid. It looks like I don't know. It looks like Blake Shape can had a day, besides a couple interceptions. So they kind of rely on him, you yeah, know, to be mainly their production, offensive production. Yeah, it seems like they don't really run the ball as well as they did last year. I know under uh, Gary Bohannon, they uh, ran the ball pretty well. Mm-hmm. So. Seems like maybe they, I guess 17 carries, 85 yards is still pretty good. But yeah, I don't know. This is when a you throw. I mean, when you throw 40 times a game, like you, you know. it's just yeah, it's something you don't want to be doing. Yeah, it's just so difficult. But no, yeah, got, yeah. Baylor's got West Virginia next week, and then they got Kansas at home in a couple weeks. That'll be that'll be one to look forward to. Yeah, that'll be a good one. But and Kansas State later down the road. TCU as well, and then Texas on the road to close out the season. Now that's the thing I do like about the Big Ten or Big Twelve is they they play every team in the conference, so all all ten teams play one another, oh, they do. which I think is good. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, because really it's like that. they all play each other. So yeah. like you know, that's pretty fair. We'll get an Oklahoma State Kansas game. You know, we'll get an Oklahoma State Kansas State game. So it's like you you really know who the best team in the Big Twelve is because they've played everybody. That's cool. So, is that the only Power Five conference that does that? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because yeah. Pac-12 doesn't, ACC, ACC doesn't, doesn't no. and I don't think Big Ten does either. And SEC definitely doesn't. Yeah, they play each other once every ten years. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know, for Oklahoma State, I think we learned a lot about them. You know, we learned that they can, you know, go on the road and win those tough games, and and yeah, I think they're gonna they're probably the team to beat right now. You know. By next week, it'll be a new team. Then by the week after that, it'll be a new team probably because it, Big 12 seems to flip-flop like that quite a bit. But And I think Oklahoma State should definitely be in playoff conversation. Oh, yeah. I know that they were last year. You know, they were literally inches away from making the playoff and losing in the Big 12 championship against Baylor. But, I mean, they got Texas Tech next week. TCU on the road, that should be a tough one. And then uh, Kansas State and Kansas both on the road later. Yeah, and Oklahoma be, as well. So They're going to be battle-tested. They're going to be battle-tested. But, you know, this week was their chance to prove themselves, and they did just that. Wow. So they have they have five road games, and those road games are Baylor, TCU, Kansas State, Kansas, and Oklahoma. So arguably. arguably brutal. Like, yeah, that is yeah. brutal. That's like probably the five best teams in the five, conference. Yeah. Well, I guess besides Oklahoma. but Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. So, yeah, yeah, keep an eye out for these Cowboys. I would like to see them. You know, make a make a playoff. Yeah, just something different. Year. Yeah, just something I, different. I'm sick of the same four teams. Yeah, I think they. I think the thing that they have going for them is they got the experience at quarterback. I think that's really key. I think having an experienced leader at quarterback really makes the road not easier but more manageable. So I think Spencer Saunders is the guy that can do it for them. And obviously, you know, he was there last year, so he would have he would have remembered what it felt like to yeah. to come short. Maybe so. we would like to see like maybe some more running backs get involved, you know. Yeah, I just think I, I don't think you can have your quarterback taking fourteen carries for seventy five yards. You know, I think you need to kind of push that burden to more of your other running backs. And maybe that's kind of one place they're weak is, you know, their running back core, but I don't know. If Spencer Saunders, or Spencer Sanders can make plays, then you know he he makes plays. Yeah, that's just kind of how you have to live with it. But I think they'll just be they'll be just fine. You know, right oh, with yeah. that strategy. Yeah, and I think I think we'll continue to see Oklahoma State play good football. Next game is the ACC matchup: Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons got it done against the Seminoles in Florida State on the road, thirty-one to twenty-one. Finally, Brock gets his first correct pick. We both picked. Wake Forest, and they did perform this weekend. Sam Hartman balled out, you know, 22 for 34, 234 yards, two touchdowns. Not his best game. You know, we saw a really good game last week against Clemson. 
And, uh, yeah, it was good to see them get a bounce back win against a really good Florida State team, especially on the road. I mean, Jordan Travis, he played pretty well as well, 23 for 35, 281 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. So, I mean, he was efficient, but, you know, Wake Forest seemed to be the better team and got the win this weekend. Yeah, they uh, they did a lot of running the ball, you know, between looks like the two running backs, 38 carries. Let's see, can I do quick math? Is that 178 yards and a couple of touchdowns? Yeah. So it's kind of like we were criticizing them on that, doing, yeah. you know, rolling with that at the end of the, the Clemson game last week. Well, it's like, I, I get it. You know, you want to be a balanced offense. You want to run the ball. You want to pass the ball. But when you got Sam Hartman at quarterback, you got to go with him, what is working. Let him game. fly. Yeah, yeah, let it fly. You know, especially against that Clemson secondary. I mean, they look yeah. so bad. Yeah, so, you know, Sam Hartman, I I still think you can argue that he might be maybe one of the guys in that Heisman conversation. Like top three quarterbacks in the country? Mm-hmm. Three or four? Yeah, he's, he's probably up there with, you know, I think him and Will Levis can be interchangeable, interchangeable but just kind of depending on what you want. But, yeah, I think, you know, Sam Hartman is going to continue to help Wake Forest win a lot of football games. Yeah. I think he's I think he's one of those QBs that you can lean on. That when you need him to kind of you know score some points, he can do it for you. I think I think that Wake Forest defense was a lot better this week. You know, yeah. I think we said we said they weren't going to give up fifty one again. You know, giving up twenty one to what I think is a really good Florida State offense is you know pretty good. You know, Micah Pittman, the Oregon transfer, and and Johnny Wilson still kind of they had good days, but you know they really limited those running backs, which yeah. was nice. You know, yeah. I think I think that was my biggest concern for Wake Forest going into the game was stop that run, stop game. the the running backs that they have. It all but, starts with that, you know. Once you stop the run game, it kind of you know it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, and I think Jordan Travis kind of surprised me too because I didn't I didn't think he was a a capable passer to kind of lean on. And you know, twenty three for thirty five is pretty efficient. You know, not too bad. Two eighty one and three touchdowns. So yeah, I think. I think this was just the Sam Hartman show, you know? I think he's just – sometimes when you have a better quarterback, it kind of doesn't matter. I love the, the way that they r- run their offense, you know, with the RPO. Oh, yeah. The, 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 yeah, it's genius, dude. He just sits there and obviously a lot of credit to the offensive line to be able to do something like that. they got to buy a lot of time for the quarterback to be able to make those reads, but he's just staring at that safety and or he's staring at that linebacker yeah. to see if he drops down for the run. If so, he pulls away and, you know, makes the throw out to the receiver, but – Seems to be working. Yeah, and the running backs are pretty shifty too. They they kind of juke like back and forth between yeah, between defenders. I, to they're also like really patient in the pocket, yeah. you know. And you kind of you really have to be, you know, waiting I, for those blocks to kind of develop. And that can be really hard too, because if you're not patient and you kind of take the ball earlier, or you kind of pull it pull it late, it's kind of that's how fumbles are caused. So you have to be really patient. And you have to be really on time or on schedule with with your running back. So. That's 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 something they got to put a lot of time in in practice to to get right. So yeah, it's it's a good offense though if you if you can get it going. I really I have a lot of high praise for the Deeks, and they got you know three weeks ahead of them. They got Army, Boston College, Louisville. I expect them to take care of business in those games, and then they got a tough one against NC State on the road. But I don't know. I I think the Wake Forest is a better team based off of what we've seen. You know how these. How these teams have competed against Clemson. I didn't think NC State was that great last week. I mean, they were on the road, so it is a little bit different. But um, I think that, you know, I think that Wake Forest could definitely sneak out of the season as a one-loss team. So keep an eye on those guys. Yeah, I think for Wake Forest, it's keeping the points down, you know. The offense is going to score. Sam Hartman is going to get you points, you know. 44, 45, 37, 45, and 31 is pretty good. You know, three thirty plus points in all five games. The defense just has to has to keep the points low. Like twenty one's a good number. You know, if you're only giving up about twenty one a game, that's you can win off of that. So I think that's gonna be the key for, for Wake Forest is keeping keeping the numbers down on defense and you know, just letting Sam Hartman do his thing. Because, you know, I think he's that kind of quarterback and I think he's easily their best player. And, you know, sometimes when you got a player like that, you just got to ride him. You know, mm-hmm. you just got to gotta let him, you know, do his thing. Uh-huh. And for the Seminoles, I mean, you got to have a little bit of a bitter taste in your mouth, you know, dropping out of the rankings after losing 
to a really good Wake Forest team, especially when, you know, LSU is ahead of you and you did beat them earlier in the season. But, I mean, next week they're going to have a test, NC State on the road, and then Clemson at home. That's their next two weeks. So, you know, a lot to look forward to for this team. You know, if, if they go 1-2 in those two games, then they're definitely back in the ACC conversation for sure. And then we got a crazy three-way tie up at the top between Wake Forest, Clemson, and, and uh-huh. Florida that'd State. Wild. So that'd be cool, yeah. That'd be that'd make things a lot interesting. And it's definitely very possible. Also, I think don't sleep on Syracuse. You know, they're kind of just chilling there, kind of hanging out. Yeah, but I think I think five Syracuse. And 0, right? Yeah, five and zero. Mm-hmm. I think Syracuse could maybe make some noise, but yeah, I think uh, definitely definitely a team to watch out for, in in Florida State. I think yeah. the, I think they'll bounce back, and I think they'll. They'll be pretty good. A lot of talent. I mean, yeah, Jordan been... Travis, and he's got a lot of good targets. You know, know Michael Pittman for that six foot seven guy. Yeah, Johnny Wilson Johnny and Michael Wilson. Pittman, and yeah. then you know they have those three running backs that they rotate. All three of them are are studs. Yeah, so, so definitely a team to look out for in these for coming sure. weeks. For sure. Last big game of the week, another ACC matchup: NC State Wolfpack going at Clemson. Clemson got the win, thirty to twenty. We saw a pretty good game from DJ Uyunglele. 21 for 30, 209 yards, one touchdown. He also got it done with his legs. I'm seeing 14 carries, 73, 73 yards and two touchdowns, which is actually more yards than uh, Will Shipley, who we have a lot of high praise for. Devin Leary. It's Devin Leary, right? Devin? Devin. Yeah, big uh, big Devin. Yeah, big Devin, yeah. 28 for 47, 245 yards, one touchdown, only one interception. So, I mean, he played all right as well. But Clemson was able to get it done. And before we talk about the game, I kind of want to talk about the entrance first. Amazing. Because that was, we watched the game together. This is probably the first game we watched together all year. Yeah. I think. Wow. Yeah. yeah, fun fact. Fun fact on the pod for you guys. But yeah, we we saw um, Clemson and their entrance. It seems like. Amazing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's breathtaking. Like Yeah, you kind of understand why uh, those five-star recruits seem to, you know, make their way towards Dabo Sweeney and that, that Tiger squad. Well, yeah, we were kind of watching because we were trying to get the get the game on the tv and we were kind of watching like the pregame and i was like why are they jumping in buses <laughs> yeah. i was like aren't they aren't they already at the stadium like what is this and and then uh kirk was like being like all right now they're jumping in the buses for the historic ride down to memorial stadium and i was like they drive to the stadium like all decked out in their gear and stuff i've never seen that before never it's so I don't know cool, if we're just oblivious and that's always been a tradition but yeah, I, I've no. watched a ton of Clemson games. I don't, cool. I don't remember ever seeing that. I looked on so. Twitter though, and people were saying it was cringy. I was like, "What? Definitely not cringy." Yeah, it's not cringy. It's it's freaking cool. It was sick to see like that camera transition from like Dabo running off the bus, and then it just like pans over, and it's the video of him running down that grass hill, which also was really cool. You know, they got yeah. the they got the student section standing on the grass hill. Which yeah, is pretty sick. Because I was like, you know, how are all these kids like? There, it looked like there were so many in, like, that area. I was like, there's no way there's seats right there, right? No, and, yeah, yeah, it was the grass area, so that was cool. No, yeah, and, you know, I knew about the legendary, you know, touching the rock at the top and then running down the hill, but I think it's crazy how, like, the stadium's all, you know, it's, like, dark, and uh-huh. they got, like, lights flickering, and then the team, oh, man, that's yeah. cool stuff. You know, Memorial Stadium is is now top, top of that list, places I want to visit. Top of the very top of the list. I think it's I think it's Memorial Stadium, and then I think it's Neyland, really? where uh, Tennessee's at. Okay. So after I, seeing that checkered, you know, checkered fan base. Oh, that was so cool too. How about uh, how about Penn State Whiteout game? Oh, that's up there as well. Damn, I forget about that. <laughs> I forget about that one. Yeah, that one's up there too. Yeah. There's was, a lot. It was really lot of, cool. There's a lot of crazy scenes. In, yeah. in college football. Yeah, and uh, Clemson, you know, came to play, got the win against top ten NC State. You know, maybe NC State was a little overhyped. They were getting some playoff talk. Didn't really seem to uh, perform. It was it was their chance to you know prove to the country that you know we're that we're that team. You know. Yeah, it was it was that introduction game for them for sure. So interesting to kind of see how they would do, and you know they kept it close on the road. You know it's not an easy place to play by any yeah. means, but I think they were kind of settling for field goals too much. I think they needed more touchdowns instead of field goals. But I was kind of impressed. They were kind of holding. You know, Clemson kicked what three field goals? Yeah. So they kind of ta- yeah they kind of held them a little bit. I got a hot take. I don't think Clemson is top five team in the country right now. I agree. I really don't. I, agree. I don't think they haven't really impressed. I'm, they got back to back really great wins against uh, you know Wake Forest and then NC State, 
But still, I just don't. I've, I haven't been too impressed. They haven't really been blowing teams out. I'm just not high on the ACC. You know, I think, I think they got some great. I think they got some good, good teams. I just don't think they have a great team. I think Clemson could be a great team. I just think they they have too many, kind of not holes, but they got like weaknesses that you can exploit. Yeah. You know, because if you slow down their their pass rush, that secondary is a flaw. Yeah. You know, it it definitely is. And I think better teams, you know, we saw we saw Sam Hartman tear it apart. So mm-hmm. I think you know better teams with, with you know maybe even better quarterbacks will will definitely tear that defense apart. And you know I think Will Shipley's not really having the impact we thought he would. You know I think if you stop him and put all the pressure on DJ, that's where you can kind of you know beat this team. I think and I think that's another one of their weaknesses. I don't think D I think DJ is talented. I just think this year is a little too soon for him. Yeah. And I think give him another year of development. Then he can be that guy to take him the next, to the next step. But yeah, I just think I think Will Maybe Shipley we'll, yeah. is needing to carry this team yeah. more, and I don't know. But they're still winning games, so like fair play to them. But and they got the hard ones out of the way. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. I think Wake Forest and NC State. I think they're two and three in the conference. Yeah, probably. And uh, moving forward, they got Boston College next week, and then uh, Florida State on the road. So that that'll be a test. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, maybe we're giving this team a hard time, and they'll they'll probably run the table now that we said that. But, um, and I don't think that should be surprising if they do. Yeah. You know, I think they're definitely the best team in the ACC. I'm just not very high on the ACC. But if you throw, yeah, you throw Clemson in the SEC, like where, where do they fall amongst the stars, you know? I think they're probably in between like Tennessee and, and Ole Miss. I think that, that Tennessee's range. better than Clemson. Yeah. I think that maybe Kentucky is better than Clemson. Yeah, you could argue. I think that Ole Miss is better than Clemson. It's just tough. Ole Miss is a tough know? one for me. You know, because, I mean, you put Kentucky in the ACC. Are they undefeated right yeah. now? Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. It's just tough. It's just a different league, you know. Yeah, and like, you know, it's not disrespectful to Clemson at all because you know they play the schedule that they're given. But I'm just not too high on the ACC teams. Yeah. You know? And I would like to see them prove me wrong. You know, run oh, yeah, the table definitely. and then compete with Bama, Georgia, a couple SEC teams in the playoff because I mean they run the table. They're definitely in. And look, they have a lot of bright spots. You know, that defensive line, like we've been talking about, is very very talented. So, you know, if that defensive line is, is pressuring your quarterback and getting to him, you know, that, that can cause problems. And then, you know, Will Shipley is capable of running all over your defense. Mm-hmm. So they have the pieces to be successful. I just – I haven't seen enough from DJ, and their secondary kind of worries me a little bit. That's oh, why I'm just not so high yeah. on Clemson. And the hard part is, I mean, they're really not going to move, and I don't think we're going to see, you know, much of a test for them the rest of the season. No, yeah. Which is tough, dude. I want to see them play, you know, like – like a non-conference, who who do they have in the non-com? No, I don't even. Probably a bunch of cupcakes. So because usually they open with like a tough one, you know. Well, they had Georgia Tech. Uh, I think last year didn't they play like a SEC team? They played like Georgia, I thought, like opening game. They had they had Notre Dame last year. Let me look. Let me look. When Notre Dame was good, they always play South. Oh, they Carolina. had Georgia. It was their opening game, and they lost ten to three. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. So you know, I'd like to see that every year. You know. But, but they don't need it. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, make the make the schedule. Like their non-con isn't bad, actually. You know, they always play South Carolina because that's like a rivalry game for them. Mm-hmm. And then you know Notre Dame, in years past, has been good. You know, this year it's kind of different. Different, yeah. And then like Furman, I don't I don't disrespect it. Everyone's got that one cupcake that they always play. So <laughs> I don't I don't I don't hate it. But oh man. I hope there's no Furman fans out there just getting called a cupcake. Yo, Furman, <laughs> your boys out there are, are a bunch of cupcakes. So. Oh, man, dude. That's so. Tough. Um, yeah, for, I mean, NC State, like, are their playoff hopes out the window? No. You know. Really? You no, can, I think they're out. Dude. You think so? Well, you're, you're a one-loss team. You know, all Clemson has to do is lose one game, and you're in a tiebreaker. So do win the next, rest of your yeah. game, finish 11-1, you know, hope that somebody beats Clemson, which we've seen crazier things happen. Uh-huh. Like as a one loss team, you're definitely not out. You know, yeah. I think maybe once you get into two loss, like two losses, you're definitely out. Cause I don't think, I don't think even a two loss conference champion has ever made it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that Clemson's going to run the table and they'll probably be a two seed behind either Georgia or Alabama, depending on who's undefeated at that point. And I don't think that they're the second best team in the country, which is sad. You know, that's why I'm excited for this 12-team playoff, you know, in the future. Because that's where, you know, things are going to get harder for Clemson and some ACC teams, stuff like that. This is my hot take. 
I don't think Clemson runs the table. Who do you think they lose to? Florida State? I don't have a particular team that I think they lose to, but yeah. it's so hard to go 12-0. and 0 Yeah. Because you have to be not like basically perfect, but you have to like have a lot of luck. I think it does take a lot of luck because you know, sometimes when you're not on your game, you have to hope that you can you know, get through and get to get that win. So I don't I think, think that that's, that's a hot take. I think, I think I think somebody will take them down. It's probable that they're going to be Oh yeah. they're going to lose. I don't know who it will be, but I think somebody will take them down. I do still think they'll be 12 and 1 ACC champion. I think they will get in. Yeah. But I think we're talking about more like a like a 4 for Clemson. Yeah. So, oh dude, that's so tough cuz you think about like, you know, another conference Pac-12, like a one-loss conference champion, you know, do you got Clemson in there as long as well as, you know, maybe a one-loss conference champion in USC or Washington or Utah or Oregon, you know, like, do they both get in? I think, I think this is what we can kind of decide now is there will be more losses. You know, we still got seven weeks to go, so there will be more losses and it will be a lot clearer towards the end. I think as of right now, there's only two positions that are locks. I think Ohio state is a lock. I I don't see even if they lose a game, I don't see them losing to Michigan after what happened last year. So I think Ohio State is a lock. And then I think the second lock is either Alabama or Georgia. Okay. I do think there's a possibility that both of them get in. I think it depends on when one of them loses and who it's to. Because if they're both 12-0 and going in the championship game and one of them loses, I still think a 12-1 and non-conference SEC champion gets in. Yeah. Or non-SEC champion gets in. Okay. So. I think it could very well be Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama. But if, you know, Georgia drops one or maybe Alabama drops one, it gets a little bit tougher. So I think Ohio State's a lock, and I think one of the SEC teams is a lock. So you got two SEC teams in there. Well, right right now I only have one. You got one. I got an SEC team, and then I got Ohio State Okay. as locks. And then after that, you know, it's wide open. It's wide open. You could sure. see, you could definitely see, like. I think Pac-12 is going to make it this year. A Pac-12 school will make it. I think it depends on what happens uh, in Salt Lake City. Yeah. I think if Utah yeah, beats – I think the Pac-12's best situation is Utah beating USC. And I think so because USC is not going to run the table. They're never going to go 12-0. It's just way too hard. I, it's really difficult to go 12-0. and seen a lot of weak, weakness from them thus so, far. Yeah, I think an 11-1 Utah and an 11-1 USC – in the Pac-12 championship game, whoever wins that game, I think, does go to the playoff. Okay. So I think that's what the Pac-12 is hoping for because if you know if USC beats Utah, they have to go 12-0 and or they have to be 11-1, and and then they have to win the conference championship that's game. That's bold because, I mean, Utah's so. already got one loss under their belt. So yeah, I think they would have to yeah. run the table going into the championship, you know. It's yeah. tough. Yeah, and I think that's why the Washington loss kind of hurt a little bit. Yeah, because I think you know having USC and Washington both undefeated would have helped. But worst case scenario for the Pac-12 is you know a two-loss team wins the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, because then mm-hmm. I mean it's just Rose Bowl. Yeah, Rose Bowl, and then maybe depending on who the other team is, maybe they get like a New Year's Six yeah. as well. But yeah, I think oh, I think Pac-12 is is up in the air. That's just um, what they do, you know. They kind of just everyone just beats up. Yeah, on each other. You conference know, of conference. cannibalism. Yeah, so, <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, I think. I think Clemson probably does get get a spot based on, you know, who they lose to and when they lose. And then the fourth spot I, got I a, think is going to be a Big 12 school. Uh, yeah, I got a one-loss Big 12 school as well. Whether so, that being, you know, Oak State. I mean, who knows? I'm going to say I'm going to say it right now it's going to be Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> no way. But no. Actually? No, no. You can't yeah, give Kansas the curse, dude. You got you, you curse every team you, you talk yeah, to. Yeah. Who about. should I who should I curse this week, you know? <laughs> Yeah, who do we who do we want to lose this week? Yeah, I think uh, I think Tennessee is is going to make the playoff too. So they're not losing, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. So I think I think it'll be one SEC team for sure: Ohio State, Clemson probably, and then you know either another SEC team or like maybe a Big Twelve school. But yeah. you know, I think we're starting to see undefeated teams lose. You know, right now there's what there's ten undefeated teams in the top ten. And then there's 17, 18, 19, and 22. So there's 14 left with seven weeks to go. It'll play out. Yeah. yeah. It'll play out for sure. Yeah. So. What an interesting year. 
you know? Yeah. A lot of things to look forward to. Yeah. And I, I think that you're right about the Big 12. I think that Oklahoma State has a really good chance, you know, of being I, that team. I think they've, they've just been there. You know, they know how it felt to, yeah. you know, cause they were literally beat Baylor and you're into the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I think they know what it feels like to be there. So I think they, they should have a lot of confidence in themselves. It's a lot different. We kind of expected, you know, maybe Oklahoma to be that team. No, yeah. But, I mean, things five weeks in, and it's already looking a lot different in the beginning of the year. No, yeah. So it's we interesting. kind of went off topic there. Yeah. We were talking about NC State and Clemson. Oh, yeah. And now we're on some Big 12 topic. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So I guess getting back to Clemson and, and NC State for a little bit, but. Next, yeah. yeah, next week is a big one for NC State. They got uh, Florida State at home. Yeah. I think that's going to be a, a big good bounce back game, you know. They got them on the ACC network, dude. They're yeah. disrespecting that game. Yeah. I think that that should be a ranked matchup, in my opinion. Yeah. I know we Florida had that. Florida State, you know, being a high 20, 20 team. Yeah. So definitely one to look out for. We'll, we'll, we'll throw that in with our, with our next episode, you know, when we give you the, the preview for the weekend. Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah. I think should we wrap things up? Yeah. On that, on that note, yeah. So we got in a lot of playoff do talk. We to, do we want to talk about the coaches for a sec? What coaches? The so obviously Colorado. Oh yeah, coach. yeah, yeah. Colorado. I was surprised. And Wisconsin about too. Wisconsin let go of their coach. No way. I yeah. didn't I didn't even know that. So, I think weird. it was announced a couple hours ago. Yeah, so Colorado head coach, he was let go. And uh I think these days they don't fire anyone technically. It's kind of just like mutual agreement to leave, which is, you know, just a nice way of saying nice that. way of saying they got fired. They got, yeah. yeah, they got the boot. But I didn't know about Wisconsin. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was a couple hours ago that they let theirs go. Dang. So sad to see, you know. Yeah, especially because I think Wisconsin had higher hopes for the season. Yeah. So you know, you're five games in and you're already canning your coach. So that's probably. It's been a trend, you know. Yeah, well, I think it's because you know, with kind of the direction of college football, you know, you want to be in the best position possible. Say, you know alignment realignment with conferences is you can't you can't be losing games especially if you're in one of those conferences that may be a little bit of indecision of mm-hmm. what your future is going to be I think obviously wisconsin's fine you know the big 10 is going to survive but for colorado you know you don't want to be and five in the worst power five team in the nation to uh you know that's not a position yeah they you start off be in. five yeah that's not a position you want to be in but yeah I, uh i like carl durrell i think he's great yeah, and they also let go yeah. of their defensive coordinator as well, Chris Wilson. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't very great either. But <laughs> yeah, Paul Paul Christ and uh, for Wisconsin was let go, and they named defensive coordinator Jim Leonard Leonard as, as like interim. interim. So, okay. but yeah, like Wisconsin was still a two and three start. You know, obviously, you know, losing to Ohio State, losing to Wazoo, and then Illinois kind of got them pretty bad this weekend. So. Not kind of the direction that Wisconsin wants to be going. So, who does Colorado got coming in? Um, for the interim. Oh wait, offensive coordinator Mike Stanford. Offensive coordinator. Yeah. Now, interesting with Wisconsin's coach though, he was a uh, sixty-seven and twenty-six, and gets the can. Dude, that's so, tough. Yeah, it's, that's kind of the standard at Wisconsin though. Like, if you're not winning football games, you know, you're not going to survive. So. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? Maybe there's some like behind-the-scenes stuff going on that. You know, as as normal viewers, we don't really see maybe some like beef between administration, coaching yeah. a little bit. There, uh, the star running back for Wisconsin tweeted out and said, "Anyone who wanted Coach Christ gone isn't a part of this team." Wow, interesting. That's a so maybe maybe there's something going on behind, but there's got to be. Wisconsin owes him sixteen point four million if he's fired without cause. So no way. I wonder how that settlement's going to go down, but. That's gonna be just like ordering. Yeah. Be like, all right, what door? What door yeah, you yeah. want me going out? What door you want me to go out? Like, what what beach house am I gonna be chilling at, making sixteen mil? You know. I wonder Maybe. if that hits like just they just wire that over at once. Yeah. They do. I, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but that'd be crazy. That'd be know? interesting. But quick sixteen mil. Yeah, he won. He won ten games or more in first of his in four of his first five seasons with the Badgers, winning the Cotton Bowl, an Orange Bowl, and three Big Ten West division titles. Seems to be like it's the can. Seems like to be a trend, you know. Recently, it's kind of people want change and they want it fast. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. And they expect you know a new coach to come in and turn a program around. I mean, obviously, it's 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 different with Lincoln Riley because I mean he has all those transfers and stuff. But you think about you know Notre Dame hiring a new head coach. They start off with three and two. 
you yeah. know, we had, had high expectations for them. And, I mean, also LSU, they kind of been struggling with, uh, with, Brian, with Brian Kelly, Kelly there as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a lot of pressure on their shoulders. And I'm looking at, uh, you know, Colorado's schedule. And, and uh, their last five games is uh, Arizona State, Oregon, USC on the road, Washington on the road, and then Utah at home. So, I mean, yeah. for them, Only it doesn't worse. get much. E- yeah, it's, it's only yeah. uphill from there. Or downhill, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, that's some breaking news for today. It seems like every week, you know. Yeah. It, new coach gets fired man yeah, i think that's the the direction of college football especially with the transfer portal is it doesn't take two three years to get your program right anymore yeah you can do it in a season you know yeah if you lose a bunch of talent you can replace them like that you know mm-hmm. so i think that's the direction of college football and i think that's maybe what wisconsin's looking for is they want to compete for the big 10 tomorrow yeah there's a so. lot of power in like the athlete's hands these days no yeah for it sure. used to just be like you know i mean you transfer you the one year of you're not eligible. So I think uh, USC is like the first, they got to be the first breed of this new, you know, no, new yeah. wave of college football. Like they turned their whole program around Yeah, in one season. Four and eight. With a coach change. Yeah, four. Are they, they're five and oh to start, right? Five and oh to start. Five and oh to start. They already have more wins this year than, the, than they did last year, five weeks in. Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy what, you know, a couple transfers, new head coach will do. Which I mean, it all it all goes back to money because I know that that Lincoln Riley contract was ridiculous. I mean, he's making over a hundred mil. Yeah. In the course of I don't know how many years, but he's got private jet access twenty four seven. You know, I think it was like a million dollar sign on bonus when they bought his houses. So pretty crazy. A lot of changes thus far, but I think now we can wrap things up after yep. you know giving you guys that breaking news. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. You know, give it a follow. You'll get notified when we uh, release an episode. We're on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. And we're also on Spotify and RSS as well. I mean, I don't know if there's any RSS.com listeners out there. But, I mean, if you're streaming from there, we're glad to have you on board. And, yeah, we'll see you guys Wednesday with a new episode.